It could well trigger a new era for our national game. The Gaelic Players Association met formally for the first time in Belfast last night. Players probably feel it's time that maybe some of their ideas were heard. The Breakaway Gaelic Players Association and the GAA hierarchy seem set on a collision course tonight. And the official recognition agreement between the GAA and GPA uh, provides for um, joint commercial ventures. The player development programme that's in place is something that's vital to the well-being of our players. You do your utmost to, to serve the members and uh, that excites me a whole bunch. Every day, you know, we're working with players. They're the centre of everything that we do. You're very welcome along to The Player's Voice, a podcast brought to you by the Gaelic Players Association. I'm Kieran McSweeney and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Leash footballer Colin Begley. Colin, how are things this week? Obviously, disappointment um, for yourself personally to be injured and then disappointment from a Leash perspective uh, with the game last weekend. Yeah, yeah, look, it's, it's, it's ended of our season, I suppose. Um, some positives overall for us, but in the end, a disappointing finish to it. But... Look, from, from my own point of view, I've been injured and trying to fight it for a while. We've all been there as players. That's difficult enough. You know, I think loads of, it, it's been harder this year, obviously, being so condensed. There's a little bit of time to get back into playing games if you do get injured. But um, some positives for Leash overall, Kieran, I think. Um, you know, some young lads coming through. I think the management was really good this year. Um, just a pay to finish off on, on the way it did, even though I thought we played better than, than the score looked. Um, but Dublin are, are, are a serious force. And... We're obviously aiming to get to their level um, as we move along, so fingers crossed we'll learn more from that game. But I tell you, Kieran, personally, even myself, having not played any games at all, really, but I know a lot of players are looking forward to a bit of a break too. You know, it's been a very long year for guys um, just from the lockdown where we weren't training, but people still kind of mentally trying to keep themselves focused. So I think um, the break is well warranted for guys and, and uh, I'd say some of them are looking forward to it as well. Quick word on Ross Munley who came on um last weekend. It's like he seems to be around forever. Oh yeah, he is. He has been around forever. Um, I look Ross has, has been a brilliant stalwart um for us, and I, I don't and that sounds cliche, but he really has been one of the guys who just stuck with it. His passion hasn't changed, Kieran. I mean, his his drive. But I've always thought that you know, how could you been playing so many seasons and would you get sick of it or did you kind of look at different things? But his passion and as concentration to it has remained the same. I think he's really, uh, I think a few players actually were in the older spectrum, probably myself included, are enjoying maybe just seeing the younger lads coming through and being involved with that. Um, I think also he recognised that there's probably, you know, the management who came on board are, are very keen to help the lads come through. You know, we have backing from the county board to be fair in a lot of places. Um, so to be part of that is, is, is good in a different way, you know, and he's no longer playing probably every game or starting, but has come on in games and made an impact. So, um, it's great, great to have them there. It's always good to have experienced players there, and that's what we're passionate about. And we're fortunate enough with a few of those now. So, uh, fingers crossed, we can hold them for another ten years, maybe. You know. Sure. And while you're saying you're putting yourself in the same bracket uh, as him as a veteran, like you wouldn't, there's no way you'd pass as an under twenty one footballer. I think Ross still probably would if you just had the picture of him. He'd probably still pass for an under twenty one player. Do you reckon? If if he gets the hair cut and all fade on the side, um, a clean shave, that man's doing his confirmation. Baby face. <laughs> Even myself, I'm not trying hard for that. And come here, yeah, you, you mentioned the fact now that players be a, a, a very difficult year in a lot of ways for an awful lot of people and look, don't want to overemphasize that it's been difficult for inter-county players or players or Gaelic Games fans in general because there's a lot more important stuff going on in the world. But 
there will be a, a well-deserved break now and a time for our players maybe to reflect on what they can do in terms of their development as well. Yeah, look, we, we always talk about this, Kieran. We, we're, we're very much um, encouraging and supporting it. And I think in fairness as well, over this kind of strange year, lads, we've said before in our podcast, lads have um, opened their mind to looking at these things a bit more and probably focus on it a bit with the time they've been given and the lockdown, so to speak. But I think, yeah, I think um, I know a few of these players of teammates of mine are definitely considering just taking a little time off and, and looking where they're at in different areas. And, you know, I would encourage them to totally switch off. I think it's important because it has been a long year. But even for teams who are out over the last few weeks, you know, we are very much still here to support them. And, and if any players want to talk about their career, their personal life, their well-being, in any sense, we have support here for them. And, uh, you know, keep an eye on your teammates, I'd say, as well, over the next while. Um, been a very long year, uh, difficult in different areas, still not finished. So, you know, keep keep each other close and keep in, in, in touch with everyone. I think it's important eh, for the next few weeks. And as you say, plenty of teams still involved. Big games coming up this weekend. We're concentrating on hurling this week on the player's voice and concentrating on the two games at Croke Park on Sunday, the Nicky Rackard Cup Final and the Christy Ring Cup Final. Um, we, you'll be hearing a lot from me just the way schedules went and times people were available to, to, to talk and do interviews. I, I, I'll be doing a lot of talking on the player's voice this week. It's not because we were doubting your um, hurling knowledge, Colm. <laughs> Oh, there's a big, there's a hurling prowess within me, I'd say, from all the experience. He's not, he knows exactly what I'm talking about. But no, I think I'll leave it off to yourself, Kieran. And we actually have some great guests on. I'm, I'm delighted to see, I think, Sean McVeigh from the Gaul and Cotter Freeman from Mayo, a few managers as well. So I'll leave it to the experts. Um, but I must say to the guys, the hurling, I don't know what it is. We've had some tough conditions, obviously, this time of year. But to be fair to the hurling teams, it seems they've gotten some really tough conditions at the last while. Fingers crossed they get better ones for the weekend. But, um, the, the quality of hurling has been great even with bad conditions so well done to everyone involved in that and I'm looking forward to some good games in the weekend and look we'll be hearing from um, down hurling manager Ronan Sheehan and Kildare senior hurling manager David Herity on the first part of the players voice in just a few moments and we'll, we'll, later on we'll be concentrating on the Nicky Rackard Cup final but first the preview of the Christie Ring Cup final in just a couple of moments The Gaelic Players Association representing the interests of all intercounty players protecting their welfare on and off the pitch and supporting their development as people. Well, we're delighted to be joined now on the Players Voice by uh, Down Senior Hurling Manager, uh, Ronan Sheehan. Ronan, thank you very much for taking the time to join us. Obviously, it's a hugely busy and exciting week for everyone connected with the, the team, with the Christie Ring Cup final to look forward to this coming weekend. And a quick turnaround, obviously, since the, the win against Offaly last weekend. Yeah, very quick turnaround. I suppose usually you'd have two weeks before the before the final, but I suppose we're in a very different year this year. So you're just glad to be getting to play the matches and to be back in Crow Park, and um, particularly this weekend with it being the hundredth anniversary of Bloody Sunday is uh, is monumental for our for our players and for our county. And um, we're very proud to be stepping onto the hallowed turf um, this weekend. And of course. There's the added bonus of trying to win the Christie Ring on what would have been the 100th anniversary of the great man's birthday as well. So um, a really kind of great weekend to look forward to and we're certainly looking forward to the occasion and to the challenge. And look, uh, before we get to the, to the game itself and to the players, just from your own perspective, I know you have strong core connections and yeah. and the Christie Ring factor and the fact that it is 100 years since, since his birth and the opportunity to win the cup that's named in his honour in this year in particular must be very special. Yeah, it is very special. Funny, I was I was just chatting to Denny Withers down in Bantier, um last night. He had kind of 
uh, sent me some good wishes and I was just saying that uh, I'd hope to be able to bring the Christie Ring Cup back to, to Bantier in the new year, hopefully when the, the restrictions are have been lifted and if we're successful at the weekend. And I think from a very personal perspective, um, you know, it would be fantastic to win it, the Christie Ring at any time, but particularly this year, given the, the 100th anniversary of the great man, um, for me and my family on a personal level, it would be, you know, everything it would be fantastic you know so well, we're looking forward to the challenge um, and you know as I said it's it's a momentous occasion Now uh, and talking about momentous occasions the semi-final last weekend um, to win a game of that nature in the manner you did the first inter-county hurling game to go to a, a penalty shootout and be won by a penalty shootout to be what was it 2-0 down in that penalty shootout yep. and looking on the verge like you were going to lose the game but to turn it around, the 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 psychological impact that must have had on players, it must be in one way psychologically draining, but obviously then as well, just coming through it, it must be a huge psychological boost as well. Yeah, it is. And it's, you know, sometimes, Kieran, it's hard to know what way people will react to that. You know, certainly the lads, to be fair to them, they were all back doing the recovery session in the in the rain on the, on, on the beach in Portaferry the next morning. So that was a good sign in itself. But to win the game in those circumstances was just incredible. Now, there's no doubt um, it's a very cruel way to lose, um, particularly, you know, from Offaly's perspective and the disappointment of not going up and back to the to the Joe McDonough. Um, but I suppose in the year that's in it, we need to get the games finished on the day. So, unfortunately, you know, there has to be a winner and there has to be a loser in those in those circumstances. And thankfully, we were the winner on that day. Um, but, you know, I suppose it was almost like Roy of the Rovers stuff for Stephen Keefe yeah. to kind of save all of the kind of the three penalties in a row and then to score his own penalty and him being the captain as well. And also, of course, being that the Keefs are one of kind of Down's most famous hurling families. His father was a fantastic goalkeeper himself and um, for many years for Down. So a very sweet moment for, for the Keefe family in, the, in, the, in, in, uh, in isolation, but also for all of the team. And, you know, look, it's it, as I said, it's hard to know how how the lads will react psychologically to it, but knowing them the way that that I do, I'm pretty confident they'll take a massive boost from this, but also be very focused on the next task, which clearly is the is the final on Sunday. And I was going to say, yeah, you look. There's only so much looking back you can do, and it's, it's looking forward now at this stage and looking forward to to playing uh, Kildare this weekend. Yeah. Um, we were talking um, before we started this conversation around the fact that this is Down's fifth final. Um, and as you say, you want to be uh, trying to, to, to knock up a, a second win in the competition. Yeah, we've kind of been, look, Down have been in this competition since since its inauguration. And it's been a competition that's been very good to Down in many ways. You know, this is our fifth final. Um, but, you know, we've only won one of the previous four occasions we've been there in 2013 when we beat when we beat Kerry. So we've lost to West Meave and lost to kind of um, Carlo. And indeed, of course, we lost last year to Meave. So very much looking to kind of gain revenge for that and to kind of, you know, even up the score a wee bit in terms of appearances against wins in the Christie ring. But um, under no illusion about the scale of the task on, uh, on Sunday because... You know, Kildare are a very good team. We know them very well, obviously, because we've been in the same division as them for the last number of years. Yeah. Um, and, you know, David Hurdy is is an excellent manager. And indeed, you know, one of my good friends is a, is, is, is the coach for them, Rona McWilliams from Armagh. So, um, you know, they know plenty about us. We know plenty about them. And there won't be much in the game on, on Sunday at all. Um, 
I realize that when you preface a question with this might sound like a stupid question, it usually is. So but but at the same time, this might sound like a stupid question. Hmm. But the fact that the the promotion to the the, the McDonald competition is, hmm. is, is already um, secured. Does that take a little bit of pressure off or, or, or is that irrelevant at this stage? Uh, it's hard to know, Karen. I suppose, look, you know, everybody wants to get up to the highest level. So to have that secured already um, is is probably a massive thing. Or well, it is a massive thing. There's no doubt about that. You know, certainly from our perspective, we're in Division 2A next year. We're in the McDonough Cup. We've got some fantastic games to look forward to and indeed some fantastic games to promote in down at kind of school and at kind of underage level. So that's fantastic. And I would be hoping, you know, that that the kind of the fact that that's done and dusted and out of the way will allow both teams to actually go out and just play with a bit of abandon on kind of of Sunday and just yeah. go out and, and and play a wee bit off the cuff, and that we should see a great game of hurling because there's some very talented players on both teams. You know, Kaelin Taggart, you know, um, Dahi Sands on our own team, the likes of kind of Jack Sheridan and and James Burke for for Kildare. Like those guys are as good as any players on any squad in Ireland. Um, and it's fantastic that they get the chance to be out in Croke Park. And hopefully, with that wee bit of pressure off, maybe we'll just see a really kind of classic final on Sunday and um, hopefully the red and black come out on the, on the right side of it. And finally, Ronan, before I let you go, and thank you very much for taking the time in what is a, a very busy week, obviously, in the build-up to the final. Uh, how much does this mean to the hurling people in down I, I know on your I was following you on social media after the, the win last weekend uh, and you talked about the fact that like within the families within down who are attached to hurling and have a long um, history in hurling and within the, the clubs and parishes where hurling has been kept alive that this is usually hugely important and significant uh, yeah massive you know you know the, the, the fact of Beating awfully and getting into the McDonough Cup was was just an, an enormous feat for 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 Down Hurling. Mm-hmm. Um, we have got a very small hurling kind of family here in Down in, in some ways in a small hurling community, but we are an immensely proud one, and we have kind of that tradition that flows over kind of right from the I suppose the the, the founding of the GEA and in those heartlands and the arts, you know, where they've kind of battled so hard to keep hurling alive. You know this this kind of opportunity to see kind of down back in Croke Park means everything. You've then got clubs like my own Nuri Shamrocks or, you know, Leitrim where Pierce Oakbrook Cricket is represented and indeed Balela, um, really small rural areas, Balela and Leitrim in particular, who kind of you know this will mean everything to see lads from those clubs on the pitch and indeed then the fantastic strides that have been made in the city clubs in terms of Breda and Carried off as well. So. It's it's fantastic, Kieran. It's you know something that kind of we're hoping to really build on in terms of the cl- the county in general moving forward. And as I said, look, it's going to be a fantastic occasion to be there this weekend on the hundredth anniversary of Bloody Sunday. In particular, makes it all the more poignant. And um, you know to to be given that honour to step out on the field and on that hallowed turf this weekend will mean an awful lot to an awful lot of hurling people in down. Well, David, first of all, I suppose you're well accustomed to preparing for big games down through your, your playing career. Um, how does this compare in the build-up to um, this Christie Ring Cup final on uh, Sunday against Down? Yeah, I actually hadn't thought about that at all. I hadn't thought about my own experience in, in Crow Park. It's been, it's been a long time. It's 2014, so those days seem like a huge... A huge lifetime uh, ago. So, like the lads, the Calair lads, and I suppose the down lads who are playing, they've played in the last couple of years. 
uh, both have played in Christie Ring finals, so they'll probably know more about heading to Crow Park than I will um, that way. But it, yeah, it, it's yeah, it is certainly is different. Normally, when you're you're heading to, to Crow Park or heading to a final, you're just concentrating on yourself throughout the week. Whereas obviously, when you are management now, you're kind of you're not only concentrating on your own team, but you're trying to concentrate on um, the opposition as well and trying to get things right. I don't think I ever really looked at anyone I, I was ever playing against in a final. You'd know about them, but I wouldn't yeah. watch them too often. But yeah, it's small little differences. But um, at the lads, there's a nice bit of experience in the Kildare squad. Um, lads that have won two Christie rings, lads that have played on the team for the last 10 years and more. And um, yeah, they, it's great to have those lads in around the panel um, to be able to give a bit of advice to some of the younger players then as well. And look, you're two teams who know an awful lot about each other and will, will have uh, played, each other, played each other fairly regularly. An advantage or a disadvantage heading into a final to, to, to know so much about the opposition? Do you know what? Believe it or not, I, saw, I heard a stat there uh, during the week that it's the first time that Down and Kildare have ever played each other in championship uh, okay. in the Christie Ring. Yeah. So over the last, uh, God, I don't know how many years the competition is going on, but it, they've never played each other. But obviously we have in the league yes. played each other back. Uh, just, it's just championship, that is, uh, whatever way the draws were going. But we have played each other back in the league uh, down... Uh, beat us with two points uh, up and down there back in the league we would have played them last year in the league and, and bet them by a few points then so yeah no, every year alright um, there's always that battle going on um, look yeah we, we played each other they've obviously they've got a, a few lads new lads in during the, the lockdown there as well the Sands are back home again uh, from abroad they've got in a few uh, new lads there as well uh, like Donald used there from the, the club championship there. I heard they had a very good club championship and got in a few new players. And likewise to ourselves, we got in uh, six new players in onto the panel and five of them have got a chance there over the last few weeks then to get a, their get their championship debut. So, um, yeah, although we know each other very well, I think the, the one thing that you'll probably notice down, uh, you know, as you go down the tiers a little bit, that there can be a change in the, the personnel, in the actual uh, team selections from year on, year out. Thankfully, over the last uh, since last year's championship game, we've pretty much kept. Uh, we've managed to to keep on to a lot of our team, and even from the league uh, part, that's obviously a huge credit then to Paul O'Donovan and Laura Talty, who are obviously our strength and conditioning and uh, our physio. But the yeah, we we've kept on to a huge amount, and sometimes that can be when you don't get the success. I suppose when you don't lift the trophies at the end of the year, you have to look back and try and get some bit of success from the year, and that would have been one of the things we would have noticed from last year that with the retention of players um, that we had from last year's squad was a great sign that I suppose that things are going well in the county. Yeah, and look, I suppose if, if you if you look at it on, on, on paper, your, your semi-final win against Ross Common, um, comfortable on the scoreline, um, great confidence taken from that ahead of the final? Uh, definitely, yeah. Long, you know, it was a very, look, it was a very good performance, as same with the, the first round against Wicklow. You know, we knew again playing both teams. Wicklow would have beaten us last year in the league, and Roscommon would have beaten us in Championship last year. Um, so we knew we we needed to be on our game to, to make sure that you know. The, and, and again, the prize that was there available, knowing that if you did win the semi final, that there is promotion there, yeah. was a massive a massive thing for for both squads. And I'm sure Down would have been the exact same as well. So it um yeah, it, it is great. There is a, there's a huge confidence within the squad now at the moment. The way things have gone, um. Obviously, then uh, as well, just even the preparation from the lads, there have been no other issues. Obviously, we've managed to pick up a, a couple of injuries, but it's great. I'd say for the first time, even last year, we would have had a, a panel of 26. And we were, you know, as management, we never would have had any sort of a, a headache in trying to pick a, a panel. 
you know, and the team was kind of picking itself. Whereas this year, as he, you know, including injury, injured lads, we've ended up with 42 lads that are in on the WhatsApp group at the moment. And it's just, again, it's a testament to all the hard work that's been done at underage level within the county and making sure that these lads love the game of hurling and that they're now willing to come in onto the senior squad and that there is starting to become a little bit of a conveyor belt within the county. Um, that's, that's just, it's hugely pleasing to see. And it's vital as well, especially when you're going up into... Uh, the Joe McDonough now next year that you do need these players um, to be able to get those that experience and that they you know our team I'd say at the average age of the team is probably anything from 24 and under and I'd say the only reason it's not it's not younger than that there, there are a few of the elder statesmen that are on the panel at the moment that uh, are probably bringing up that average a, a small bit but uh, it, it's they're at a very good age and down are at an extremely good age as well heading up into uh, Joe McDonough that if they manage to do go, that they if they manage to go up and stay up that um, especially the first year they've gained a huge amount of experience and then these lads would start heading into their prime years there of 25, 26, 27 years of age and, and both counties would be in a very good place and, and as you say the, the promotion to the Joe McDonough competition secured does and I asked um, down boss Ronan Sheehan this as well does that take a little bit of the, the pressure off then ahead of this final that you can go out and the players can play with uh, a certain amount of freedom in terms of, of the fact that the promotion is already secured? I, I, can't, I can't imagine it, no. I can't imagine if, if you're playing at, at this level um, of hurling with any team, I think everyone wants to do their best and be their best. And, um, I, you know, when you get to this stage, when you get to final, everyone does want to, to make sure. I think like Down and like ourselves, everyone is delighted that they're going up, but I think everyone wants to go up as champions. Um, and I think that's, that's instinct... If that wasn't in you, I don't think you'd be playing at this level. And D- David, obviously the the season has been so such a well un- unprecedented is the word. It's been an unprecedented year uh, uh, right around the globe, and in terms of Gaelic games as well. How difficult has it been um, to keep players focused, to keep their I suppose eye on the ball, given there's been so many distractions going on both um, within Gaelic games and outside in, in, the, in the world outside of Gaelic games as well? Yeah, I think the, the key, and, I, I, know, and I, would have, I would have rang around to a lot of different, was set up different county teams and trying to see what are different teams doing. And I would have, you know, during the, the lockdown, you would have heard that certain teams are doing two Zoom chats a week and a video analysis session a week. And that's a week. So that could be still three, punching in three nights a week during lockdown. I just found... For myself, if I was a player, that would wreck my head, constantly having to punch in this time. So what we did is we kind of left it to the players to see what they thought themselves. And, and, you know, even initially back in in April and May, sorry, in March and April, they would have had their own skill sessions and their running sessions to do but in and post up into the group. But then the leaders would have come back and kind of went, look, I think everyone just needs a bit of a break now for May. And we did. And then we put turned our focus on to uh, the Roar for Rory campaign, which was great then for the lads to be able to have something else that they could just divert their attention to. And yeah. then I think, which was vital, we left players off completely then. Um, you know, obviously, strength and conditioning coach posted up his sessions, but it, it was whether lads wanted to do it, whether they didn't. Obviously, a lot of lads were going back then and they're dual players. They're playing hurling football then with their clubs. We made sure that just they concentrated on the clubs. There was no point in... They didn't want to hear from Intercounty. They're already doing enough. Um, and so I just think when we came back and we were lucky, we, we got back a week early because look, it was unfortunate for the clubs that were involved in the county finals. But we were 
I suppose as a management team, we were delighted then that we did get the players in three sessions earlier um, than we would have. But the lads came in with huge amount of uh, freshness to the whole thing. Um, again, they were buzzing to get back into it because they hadn't seen the county set up. They hadn't seen their, play, their, their fellow teammates in ages. It was a different voice again. And they knew as well that this whole thing was going to be six and a half weeks from our very first training session. We didn't go back until October 8th, three weeks after every other inter-county team um, as a collective group. So there has been a, a huge amount of freshness about everything that we've done. Um, and yeah, it, it's... I think that the lads deserve huge credit as well that we haven't had any, you know, we haven't had any cases. The lads and, and Kildare deserve huge credit in the county board as well. The way that the way everything is set up in Hawkfield, the way we arrived, the way we get our food, the facilities are available if we wanted. But, you know, you come in, there's very little contact, obviously, um, prolonged contact in dressing rooms or anything like that. Lads turn up and that's the, we just get out onto the field and do our job and head home in our own cars as well. So, it's 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 unusual what's going on in the county. We are, are in the country. We are blessed, and it is just a lovely distraction with everything that's going on, and to be able to head off three nights a week and and train with the lads, and then be given a chance now to actually head to Crow Park. It's just it's incredible. No matter get into a final is is brilliant. But I just always just think Crow Park is just it's the coliseum of the whole of the whole thing. It's it's brilliant to be able to head up there. Uh, and it 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 brings the best out of the 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 guys who perform perform the best. And last question for you, David, before I let you go. Um, preparing for a final, you say in Croke Park, but in late November, it's 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 uh, it's strange, it's different, but it must be hugely hugely exciting for for the players and for the hurling community in Kildare. It's massive, yeah. Um, you know, when you are as a kind of a player and you do get to to finals, it. You, you know, you do get a lot of text messages, which is lovely. And it's something I never kind of thought I would get um, when I was with, with Kildare. But it was fantastic just to see the amount of, diff- you know, different club managers that are sending you text messages um, and different people that will be involved at development underage in Kildare and just the different supporters and so on. There's just, there's a massive, there's a massive connection between the different clubs and the different managers, the development managers, the schools and so on. They have a, a huge connection to Hurling. They're extremely passionate about it. And they're absolutely thrilled to be able to, to see uh, the Hurling do so well in, in, in Kildare and for the lads to be heading up to Crow Park. Like, you know, everyone is thrilled that they'll get a chance to, be able to tune in on Sunday at four o'clock and, and be able to see their county represented again. And they're delighted to see the promotion. There, there was obviously, you know, in 14 and 18, there was a lot of disappointment that the Kildare won both times and yes, didn't get the promotion yeah. uh, those years, whereas now they have that chance. And it's, uh, it's usually exciting for the, for the county. It's massively exciting for the, for the players as well. And it's, uh, it, it's just for the development of Hurland, for the development of Hurland within Kildare, it's absolutely huge. So it, the lads deserve massive credit for making that happen. The Gaelic Players Association, representing the interests of all intercounty players, protecting their welfare on and off the pitch and supporting their development as people. Well, it was great to hear from Down Senior Hurling Manager Ronan Sheehan and David Herity of Kildare looking ahead to the Christie Ring Cup final on Sunday. Um, and now we're going to concentrate on the other game at Crow Park on Sunday, the Nicky Racker Cup final, which pits Mayo against Donegal. Um, should be a, another cracking game. Two teams who are very evenly matched. Well, we 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 will be speaking to Donegal captain Sean McVeigh very shortly. But first up, I spoke to Mayo man Carl Freeman um, during the week. And I started by asking Cahill about the mood in the Mayo camp ahead of this big game at Crow Park. That's uh, very positive now. You know, we, uh, we're we very lucky in the first place, I suppose, to have games to play. You know, everyone's been through a very tough time over the last uh, eight or nine months. 
So from that perspective, we're very lucky. But then secondly, we're very excited for the game uh, itself. You know, it's a great opportunity for us to test ourselves against a fantastic Donegal team. Um, and, you know, it's another opportunity to play in Pro Park, which are few and far between. So we'll, uh, we'll relish it while we have it. Brings back memories, obviously, of the fantastic win against Armagh back uh, in 2016. Yeah, uh, 2016 against Armagh was a very good day. Uh, you know, we, we had to fight very hard that day. It didn't go all our own way. Um, and, you know, if we can repeat the, the energy and enthusiasm that we had that day, uh, hopefully we might, uh, we'll be there or thereabouts when the, the final whistle is called on Sunday. What's the um the, the preparation been like? Because obviously, look, it's, it's, we don't want to get into the talk about it being an unprecedented year. We all know what it is. But it's been truncated. It's been then a lot of games in consecutive weekends over the last um, number of weeks. What's that been like? It's been it's been excellent, and it it probably is uh, informative for how the GA might move forward because you know players love playing, supporters love watching games. You know they they love being when the, when the action's going. That's when everyone's most interested. You know, uh, and we've found the last couple of weeks incredibly enjoyable you know we three challenge matches and then I think we've played probably three out of the last four weekends in competitive action so it's been brilliant you know we've rolled from one game to the next it's all about uh, getting yourself recovered post games you know getting the, your energy and enthusiasm back up again for each weekend and it's just rolled one into the other into into the next so it's uh, it's been very very enjoyable and when you are going week to week like that I suppose does it mean that you have to concentrate more on your own strengths as a team rather than focusing too much on the opposition because you don't have a, a, a large chunk of time between games. Now, I know you're familiar with the opposition, but do you concentrate more on what you're doing yourself? You you would you would certainly focus an awful lot on what you're doing yourself, what you're doing yourself but particularly in the early part of, of any game week, you would have a look at the opposition. You do need to have an understanding of what it is that they try to do uh, who their more dominant players are, you know, so that you, you are aware and you're not going in blind into any game. But as I said, the, the vast majority of the time, you are focused on yourself, on what it is that you need to do individually and the team uh, alongside you needs to do to uh, to perform as well as you possibly can. Well, look, obviously, Donegal have um, a, a good history in this competition, champions in 2013 and again in 2018. Um, and you guys know all about them. And you're two teams that are very evenly matched. Yeah, we've had a number of very tight games with Donegal in the in the league and the championship over the last couple of years. So um, you know, if there, there's nothing between the teams at all, and uh, they've a very clear insight into who we are as players and as a team, and no more than ourselves and on the opposite side. You know, we there there'll be nothing new or nothing surprising going, uh, that we'll see when we go out go out on the field on Sunday. But it's uh, it's just about performing on the day. You know, both teams have uh, a number of exceptional hurlers, and it's about what team performs best uh, that'll get the results in the day. Because there's uh, there's no gaps or there's no uh, large chasm between either either team. Yeah, and look, you know all about each other, but talk to me about the little bit of insider knowledge that the Donegal lads are going to have on Sunday. Yeah, the Donegal boys are lucky, all right. They they've uh, they've worked it well. One of our own here in touring, Kieran Flynn, is uh, a member of the guards in Donegal. And uh, while Kieran plays uh, with with us here in touring, he uh, he also lines out with Donegal. He's currently injured at the moment, so he won't be partaking in the game on Sunday. But uh, I'm sure he'll have uh, he'll have given them one or two uh, little bits of information about uh, about the Mayo team, as he'll have uh, he has an intimate knowledge of uh, of many of us on the Mayo team.
then what's the um the the banter been like back and forth between yourselves ahead of Sunday? Oh yeah, Kieran wouldn't be short of a few words. So uh, yeah, he's he's been in touch with uh, with myself and a few others, uh, letting uh, letting us know what's coming for us on Sunday. But uh, we'll we'll see him after the game, and uh, we'll uh, we'll know we'll know by then who the, the winner is. So uh, one of us will have the last laugh. And come here, Carl. Uh, just in terms of um, it's 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 I know it's late November, but it's 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 an All Ireland final at Croke Park. Like it's a massive occasion, and while there won't be spectators there, and we know all the restrictions that are in place, it's still a massive occasion in any player's life. Oh, absolutely! It's uh, you know, it's something to be cherished. You know, uh, it's it is a pity that its supporters can't be there. You know, I was uh, only talking to my mother about it yesterday. You know, and she was saying how much she'd love to be able to go up, but at the same time, she'd be watching in no more than countless other people. And uh, you know, it is something that we we'll look back and. When we're long retired, we look back on days like Sunday and uh, and uh, hopefully looking back with fond memories. But all we can do for the moment is just focus on you know what we need to do in order to give as good a performance as we can. And then in ten or twenty or thirty years time, when we're having reunions, we'll uh, we'll have something positive to look back on. What are you like on the week and the build up to a big game, Cahill? Are you tetchy? Are you nervous? Are you excited? Are you one of these guys who just wants the ball thrown in and get on with it? Uh, no, I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't get too excited about it now. You know, I suppose it's, it's a game. You know, you can't build it up to be anything more, anything less than what it is. It's, uh, it's something to be looked forward to. It's something to be enjoyed, not endured. So, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to the game, but uh, I wouldn't say nervous. It's, uh, it's, it's not building it up to be something that it isn't uh, doesn't typically go well for anyone. So, uh, we'll, we'll take it for what it is. And in terms of what it means to um, to hurling in Mayo, look, obviously there's an awful lot of talk about the Mayo footballers this year. Awful lot of people saying this is going to be the year that, that Mayo are going to finally land Sam Maguire true to the last four in football after the win against Galway last week. On the hurling side, it's going very positively as well. It's 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 um it's tipping along nicely in Mayo, both on the hurling side and the football side. Yeah, we're uh, the footballers have gone very well now over the last couple of weeks, which is great to see. Um, and they've a fantastic kind of almost new team that's that's appeared before our eyes, and this was a testament to James Horn's uh, ability as a manager that he's managed to mix the old and the new together um, so well. Um, but it is it's uh, it's an exciting time, and uh, and long may it continue. And, and look, um, final one, um, Carl. Before I let you go, um, what what would it mean to Mayo hurling and to, to the team? Yes, but. To Mayo hurling more generally, if you were to emerge victorious this this Sunday, well, it's it's another step, I suppose, on the the path towards developing hurling hurling in Mayo because, you know, we we need all the the publicity that we can possibly get in order to get the word out there um, and to get people interested in playing the game. Uh, there's more hurling going on in National School Eleven in Mayo than I can ever remember in my lifetime, and to see the the level of support and enthusiasm from uh, kids in national schools all around the county uh, on Twitter and Facebook this week uh, has been fantastic. And, you know, winning games like Sunday can only help, you know, keep that enthusiasm going, keep keep kids hurling. And then in time to come, uh, we'll hopefully see, or see the uh, the fruition of that labour. Well, Donegal captain Sean McVeigh, I'm delighted to welcome you to the player's voice. Um, Sean, first of all, how is the, the mood in the camp ahead of this um, Nicky Rackard Cup final at Croke Park on Sunday. Uh, the bit's very positive. Uh, I suppose 
three three wins on the bounce and um, I suppose confidence is building on the back of that. But I think kind of over overall as an overarching kind of theme within the squad, I think everybody's glad to be to be able to be training and to be able to be playing hurling again. I suppose after after we won the league, I think we were uh, one of the one of the lucky sides. I suppose we got the league finished up before uh, before the pandemic hit and. I suppose you didn't really know if you're going to get back playing hurling at all this year. So I think there's a great kind of uh, bit of gratitude within within the group that we're actually playing hurling and that we're getting the opportunity to, to go to Co Park on Sunday. Yeah, and I suppose it, it's something that there was no guarantees over. And obviously, you'll be aware of what it means to um, people in communities right across the country as well to see games being played. And um, I suppose maybe for an hour or 90 minutes to take their mind off everything else that's going on. Exactly that, and look, there's a there's a I suppose passionate enough hurling community within Donegal, and the fact I suppose that they're able to kind of tune in tune in over the past couple of weeks and watches, and now they're going to see us um, in an All Ireland final. I suppose this weekend is is great, and even uh, outside of that, within Donegal, you know, with the ladies doing well and the the footballers doing well, and they've they've obviously got the Ulster final this weekend as well. There's a great buzz in the county, and I suppose it gives somebody uh, it gives the people like a bit of a bit of um, chat to kind of go through with. Uh, throughout the week and stuff and chatting about the games and, and different things. So, um, no, it's great. You've done a lot of great pedigree in this competition. Champions in uh, 2018 last, but back in 2013 as well. Um, obviously, yourselves and Mayo are very, very evenly matched teams and two sides who know an awful lot about each other and there's never very much between you in any of the games when you meet. Yeah, definitely, and I suppose I suppose I don't ever <laughs> I don't remember ever getting one over of them uh, over on them. I suppose this past this past few occasions, which I suppose has been a, a bit of a disappointment, but I suppose no better time than to to get that than this weekend. Um, look, they're a strong side. They've been playing Division Two A hurling for the last number of years, um, which is a higher level than what we've been playing ourselves, but. It's exactly the type of team we want to test ourselves against. You know, like as a hurler, you want to test yourselves at the highest level possible. And I suppose with Mayo being playing at Division Two A, um, that's what we're going to get to do this weekend. So we're just hoping that we can get a get a performance, and hopefully that'll give us a good gauge as where we're at as a as a county. As you say, your form has been excellent. Three wins on the bounce. What in particular um, have you been pleased with in terms of your, your your play? And what areas do you feel that you need to step it up again ahead of at the game on Sunday? I think the, I think the big thing for us, you know, throughout this campaign is has been building the squad. You know, we've had a number of injuries to, I suppose, what you'd say, your, your marquee forwards and your main score getters over the last number of years. But other lads and younger lads who, I suppose, have been in the panel and done their time over the last few years have, have stepped in and done really, really well. Um, and I suppose we're all kind of pulling in one direction. And there's very much a, a kind of attitude. It doesn't matter who's in there, you know, whether you're coming off the bench or whether you're starting or whether you get a game at all. You know, everybody's pulling in one direction. Um and that that's been, I suppose, the most positive thing. Um, I think you know, moving on from last year, we were, we were disappointed, I suppose, with with how we finished out games. And you know, last year we even you know we we're kind of a bit of a soft touch at the back, you know, with some of the some of the goals we'd let in, which we were very disappointed with. So we've kind of set about trying to fix a lot of that this year, which we've done a, a fairly decent job of. And if we can kind of continue that trend on Sunday, then we'll be absolutely delighted with that. Um, and it's been noticeable both from your own games and from Mayo's games as well two teams that really um, come good and are very strong in the second half of games. And I suppose that's down to the physical conditioning of, of both these teams. So it could be a nail-biter in these last 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> well, I'd be hoping not, I suppose. But 
yeah, no, it, I suppose fitness has been a big thing for ourselves this year. You know, Ryan McLaughlin as well is coming as a strength and conditioning coach for us. And you know, Ryan would be a sports scientist with Stat Sports there. So he gets, he gets a great bit of detail out of it. And it's been a really professional setup. So we've enjoyed that side of things as well. And definitely, look, the, I suppose the second half is where, and I suppose that third quarter are a lot of where, where games are won. And I suppose we put a big effort in to try and, you know, make sure you're still in the game at those points and then, and then driving on from, from there in the second half. What do you feel are the, the, the key strengths of this Mayo side and I suppose the, the areas of focus that you'll need to, um, to do in terms of trying to shut them down? Uh, look, they look fairly, they look fairly comfortable all across the pitch. You know, I've watched uh, a couple of their games, I suppose, on on YouTube and things like that, and they look fairly comfortable on the ball. You know, they, they play it out fairly well from the back, and you can see that they've been playing at a a fairly high level this past few years. So, look, we're just going to have to bring a, a high level of performance all over the pitch for us. You know, it's it's going to have to be fairly high intensity, and um, I suppose, look, for us, it's about gauging where we're at as a, as a group. You know, we've been developing rightly over the last last few years. Um, I suppose, you know, Mayo is a team that we haven't beat. So um, it's going to be a good test for us. And, and that's going to be something we're just going to try and get right this weekend. And look, I know it's the toward the tail end of November, but it's an All-Ireland final at Croke Park. Um, massive occasion for, for any player. Yeah, of course. Looking as I was saying earlier, you didn't know you were going to you were going to get a chance to to play hurling this year again. So the fact that you get a chance to go out and play playing Croke Park is brilliant. And Look, when you're when you're a young fella and you're running about the garden playing hurling, it's it's Crow Park and places like that. There, you sit, you're kind of picturing yourself in. So, to be able to get the opportunity to, to play there is massive. And there's going to be some some lads who haven't got the opportunity to play there um, before. We're going to be doing that this weekend for the first time. So, um, it's a great opportunity for them. But again, look, if you don't get a performance, it's it's like any other pitch. <laughs> you can feel pretty miserable after it. So, um, there's going to be as much as we're going to enjoy the occasion and which you have to as well. Um, we're going to be massively focused on, on getting a good level of performance out of ourselves as well. And finally, Sean, before I let you go, um, obviously the no supporters at the game on the weekend, but what has been the, the support you've got like um, within Donegal and in the community and within your clubs? ahead of of Sunday it's been, it's been great you know there's been loads of I suppose well messages and good luck messages to to the group and to the lads and even last weekend I suppose you had, you had the three you had the three Donegal teams you know you did senior ladies and the senior men's football and ourselves all playing around the same time and all three teams came through it and there was great buzz you go on Twitter and places you got there and everybody's delighted and chatting about the games and um so no it's, it's been brilliant and um I suppose hopefully we can give them something else to cheer about this this Sunday and they'll Hopefully there'll be a couple of cups coming back to Donegal. The Gaelic Players Association, representing the interests of all intercounty players, protecting their welfare on and off the pitch and supporting their development as people. Well, look, two big games in Croke Park on Sunday, the Nicky Rackard Cup Final, the Christy Ring Cup Final. Look, there's a lot of games on at the moment, obviously, but important to recognise the um, the fact that these are big games. These are all Ireland finals column at Croke Park on Sunday. And they're massively important to people right across the country, and in particular, the supporters, the players, the management of the four counties involved. Yeah, look, they're they're hugely important games, no matter what, in every kind of year. But with this year, the fact that we didn't know they they could even be taking part or going ahead, it's um it's a great success story. I think from everyone involved, players, the GEA, um, everyone has helped to kind of get through. Um, so. Massively, massive to see them going ahead, and I think even for the players too. Like um, for the commitment they put into in the year, 
that to be able to go out and, and perform in these games is, is a huge thing and a, and a good way to finish off the year. So uh, great to hear the boys talking about it. It's always good to hear the players' point of view from it um, and from the managers as well, how important it is to them. So really looking forward to it. A lot of games on and um, like I said, I think it's just a huge success from, from everyone's point of view that they've gone forward and, and the lads can go up and represent their county the way they have. And look, just before we finish up on the player's voice um, f- for this episode, this weekend also marks 100 years since um, Bloody Sunday, um, the commemoration of that tragic event and I suppose one of the most infamous events and one of the most formative events in the history of um, the GEA and of Gaelic Games in the country. There would have been, and there was plans in place for a number of different events to um, commemorate the occasion. Obviously, a lot can't happen because of the current situation with COVID-19. But the GEA are asking and encouraging people to light a candle in their window um, at dusk on Saturday, the 21st of November, 100 years since Bloody Sunday, to remember the 14 people, including Tipperary senior footballer Michael Hogan, who lost their lives at Croke Park on that fateful day. If you want to hear more on that, look, myself and Colm have, um, aren't going to get into it in too much detail because we don't have the, the, the knowledge that some other experts do. And, and one place that I would point you towards is Michael Foley's podcast, which he has done with the GEA, The Bloodied Field. Eight episodes of that. It goes through the history of the occasion, how important it was in terms of the GEA, but also, and more important, most importantly, remembers those 14 people who lost their lives as people and the people that they were. Um, and that's very well worth um, having a listen, a listen to eight episodes. And it really goes in depth into all of the, the information on it. But as I say, the GEA are encouraging people to, to light a candle in their windows on Saturday evening around dusk to remember the 14 people who went to a match and didn't get to go home. Colm, um, thanks for um, your company as always on The Player's Voice and uh, chat. Absolute pleasure, man. Take care.